Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner full hd we're not releasing the fucking video i don't have my good webcam on it's why full hd who gives a shit stream yard my god we're back i made a detour out of the game when i was hustling crack made a couple of dollars made a little bit of change never looked back you find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps one evocable fitness to snootio busting raps with some gold on my body off my body off colors rossi i'm sloppy i treat my luxury scraper like a bugatti laddie daddy she like to party off molly but carney let it get naughty. ladies and gentlemen we are back neither of us are dead from the offseason i'm honestly surprised i survived season's coming up i'm surprised the big 12 survived some conferences are dying we'll get into that later kiernan how you doing bud Doing great. Ready for another season of college football. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Also, I'm not drinking when we're recording this year. So that's the quality's only going up, folks. Only going to be better from here. Are you sure <laughs> that I'm not drinking or that the quality is going to go up? The quality is going to go up. I think it will. Okay. I think we got one year under our belts. We're back for season two. We haven't been fired yet. So I think the only place to go is up. Not really. I think I think for a first year we did pretty well. Yeah, solid four listeners per episode. No I'm kidding. I I have to do better about scheduling off season content next year, but that's we're not going to worry about the end of this upcoming season. It hasn't even started yet. Yeah, still got a few months or a month and a half or something. Like that. Yeah, and we honestly I probably should have tried to schedule stuff because there were some big stories. Uh, Jimbo and Nick Saban have beef. Yeah, they were duking it out over the NIL stuff. I know how to settle it. I know how to settle it. Put them both in a jousting tournament, and the the loser is wrong. Simple as that. I like that idea. Right? They're both I up think there in age. Win. I think if one of them gets hit and falls to the ground, they'll die. And therefore, that'll be the end of it. It's like, it's just dueling, but with long pointy sticks. I think the only issue with that is I don't think Miss Terry would allow it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I talked about this in the corner booth in my few appearances this offseason. I don't think what Nick Saban said is wrong. I just think how he said it is wrong. Yes, I I agree. And I, and I think Jimbo might have might have uh, added fuel to the fire as well, because he didn't take it well. Jimbo blew it way out of port. Dion, Coach Prime handled it perfectly. Just a quick statement, like yeah, like what he said. That's ridiculous. We're an HBC. We're trying to build up a program. We're trying to. Get bring respect to HBCU football programs. I don't like being called out like that. If he wants to talk to me about it, he knows where to find me. Fine. 
Jimbo calls a hastily planned press conference to call into account Nick Saban's character and pull the best line. Ask anyone who's coached with him. They'll tell you what kind of guy he is. Jimbo, you've coached with him. Why don't yeah. you just say it? If you're so offended, just say it. Yeah, it's that's one of those cop-out statements that is just so transparent on the person actually speaking, so Jimbo Fisher in this case, because it just proves that, you know, if, you know, like you said, you coached with him, so you say something about it. Go on. What is it? Like, don't have a pe- other people do your dirty work. Like, if you have something to say, say it. Yeah. Like you- his... Ass- like his assistant said in the video last week, pointing to the suites where all the boosters sit, these guys are giving you a lot of money, completely supporting what Nick Saban said. Yeah. It's a tough look. I just love that everyone knew Jimbo was lying. Jimbo knew he was lying. And then one of his assistants basically comes out and says, yeah, he was lying to a recruit. But I don't, I don't get what was Jimbo trying to gain from it because there was no way he was gonna, he there was no way he was going to come out of this, you know, on the higher horse, as it were. Yeah, I, I understand you want to defend yourself, even though Nick Saban didn't say he did anything wrong. He just said they're paying their players and with NIL money, that's allowed, but that's like why they're getting these recruits. Yeah. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M is going to go eight and four this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. But <laughs> it's just interesting. And also Jimbo pulling the O. Like, I don't know that the booster thing, that's associated with the school but not the football program. I don't know what's going on with that. But they're not doing anything wrong. You, It can't go both ways, Jimbo. Either you know what they're doing and they're not doing anything wrong, or you don't know what they're doing and you don't know if they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. I just, I, I think he could have, if not handled it better, either that or kept his mouth shut in the situation because he, every, every time he spoke, he made his, he was digging his own grave. Oh, 100%. And now the NCAA is going to retro. I don't like the NCAA's reaction either. What, Their the reaction was, we're going to, we're going to retroactively apply these new rules. Yeah, no, that's, no. no that's don't drag your feet on paying these players, suddenly be forced to do it by the Supreme Court, and then say, okay, six months later, we're now going to punish you for something you did because we weren't right. Right. That's not how that works. It's ridiculous. I think Jimbo Fisher's an idiot, but I think the NCAA is one of the worst organizations in sports, maybe outside of FIFA. Yeah, I would I would uh, have to agree with that. Let's just be I mean, glad that... I mean, with a World Cup in Qatar, that should really... Uh, the next, uh, the next uh, championship is going to be in uh, Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm just glad they're not having the natty in Qatar or yeah. Iraq, North it's Korea. Gonna, it's going to be... It's going to be the... Uh, live liv golf tournament <laughs> that's what it's gonna be they can't steal lives thunder though i'm thinking the 2023 college football national championship played in afghanistan sponsored by the taliban <laughs> anyway 
Uh, some more SEC drama. Uh, Brian Kelly is um, doing some things I thought only Penn State was doing. <laughs> he is grinding up. I love how you snuck that in there. On rec- it's the Big Ten preview. I got to bring it up. He's like grinding up on recruits. In the weirdest videos I've ever seen. I We tweeted one out. I feel like I should have put a not safe for work tag on it. Yeah, it it was it was quite possibly the most awkward thing. Not the awkward, like the weirdness of him being that close. And I know they're doing that, you know, spinning camera thing or whatever. And I get that. But Brian Kelly could have done that. Either go full in and commit to the bit or don't do it at all. And have a bigger platform or something. My God, that was cringeworthy. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there was a, a hype video uh, for a recruit where they were standing and there was a circular camera uh, or a camera going around in a circle uh, with Brian Kelly and one of the recruits dancing. And it very much looked like they were grinding. So it's very, very weird just from the get go. And it was made all the all the more worse by Brian Kelly's facial expression, like he was half into it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it was bad. Uh, it's still our pinned tweet on Twitter, so go follow at Quad Tailgate. Uh, but I haven't seen a college coach grinding up on an eighteen-year-old like that since Joey Freshwater in the Boom Boom Room at Tuscaloosa. <laughs> like it, I I think they're on similar levels. It's a little uncomfortable but it does bring in a question for a while you were hearing oh brian kelly just can't recruit at notre dame because of their academic restrictions or their academic requirements rather mark freeman seems to be doing just fine i think like 83 percent of their recruits this cycle are four and five stars that's solid so is it maybe kids just walked into the notre dame offices and were like yeah, Brian, you're giving me flashbacks to my pastor growing up. I don't need you grinding on me. I'm going south. I'm going anywhere else but here. Yeah, and now without any of the uh, academic requirements, because, you know, it's LSU, um, he either needs to prove that he's a brilliant coach and a brilliant recruiter, or he's just going to uh, to slowly burn Oh, I think he's gone in two years. Oh, you're very gracious. I give him a year. I don't I even just think, think he makes it past this one. I think his contract's too big, and that's going to be a massive buyout. And they're all still paying Ed Orgeron, I think, a buyout. Yeah, I don't know why. The Ed Orgeron thing is is a separate issue now. But I, what did he even get? It was, what, 10 years, wasn't it? Or no, I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, It was a lot. It was nine years, it, wasn't it? I was going to say eight, so we'll okay, split yeah. the nine. Uh, 10 years, $95 million. You were okay, right the first time. Because it was similar to the uh, Michigan State's uh, coach. And we were both – I think we, we mentioned this uh, this last – or like you know way back when these contracts were announced. We're like, where is, first of all, Michigan State getting this money? Second of all, you know how do they expect expect 10 years of longevity out of – uh, Brian Kelly. I mean, he 
he was okay. He was fine at Notre Dame, but nothing, nothing noteworthy or seriously noteworthy. I mean, noteworthy what, what did he do at Notre Dame? He made a national championship, got smacked around. Yeah. Made the college football playoffs once, got smacked around. Yeah. He can't win against SEC teams. No. That's why he joined one. Yeah. It's going to go <laughs> great. It's Yeah. Yeah. You giving him two years is too much. <laughs> I don't think LSU is going to want to turn into an Auburn situation where they're paying their last three coaches still buyout money. I think they, they're going to try to wait two years. And then when they start, like, when they go maybe 500 in SEC play this year and then start with two losses in SEC play next year, I think they're going to go, all right, you know what? It's it's worth the money. Just give him his $15 million in a buyout and then let him walk. Yeah. I also think LSU was looking for, and we've talked about this before, I know, LSU was looking for kind some kind of stability after the Les Miles debacle when it came out, what his teams were doing, what he was doing, Ed Orgeron, after winning the national championship, divorcing his wife, being caught with co-eds, things like that. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandal, so they hired someone who killed a student. Yeah, I, I the LSU way. I, hey, Les Miles and Ed Orgeron never killed anyone. Ed Orgeron also probably didn't do anything illegal, so he has that going for him, although a court ruled that Brian Kelly was not at fault for the death of that student by making him go up on a scissor lift in hurricane force ones. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. <laughs> for defamation. Yeah. Do you Allegedly. think enough people, do you think enough people would actually care what we have to say? Uh, they will. When I tweet at LSU football, they're talking about Brian Kelly killing a kid. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. This will be our last episode because I Bye, everyone. It's been lovely. It's been a blast. Uh, it's been a fun one year and an episode. <laughs> it, it, there was just so much coaching drama this year. I know we've touched on the Lincoln Riley thing leaving the middle of the night, but Kieran, you have a take on it with the news that USC is going to the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, and so this is very important. Uh, so. Lincoln Riley has technically or otherwise been part of the Big 12, the SEC, the Pac-12, and now the Big 10, albeit not for another, what, two years. Yep. But the thing with it is, and people are like, oh, it wasn't part of the SEC. I will grant you that technically they weren't in there. But while he was a member of the OU, or uh, the, the coach of OU, the uh the they were made the decision OU and Texas made the decision to go to the SEC and got all their acceptances and invites and blah 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 they did all the paperwork on June 30th Lincoln Riley then left November 28th so ergo he is part of this SEC as well so all he needs to top off his little resume there is the ACC but that won't matter because the ACC is a dying conference as well as the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, I would love it if he goes to the ACC, like last one year at, or two years at USC, because he definitely joined partially just because he was like, oh, it's the Pac-12. I can win that. Yeah. Now he has to go up against 
Michigan, which seems to be on a resurgence, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, great. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, who who will beat any California team in the snow? That's a fact. I don't care how good USC is, if it's ever in the snow or anywhere, actually just anywhere north of USC, they will lose. I'm and to all you USC fans who are pumped about Lincoln Riley tough shit because he's not gonna last no they're gonna get punched in the mouth that first season and he's gone yeah yeah i you know i I don't know i was excited to see him at the pac-12 and i guess we get two seasons of that um i think i think he's gonna do well in the pac-12 i have no doubt in that but the minute they make the transition to the big 10 those usc boys will not be able to play in the snow or the cold i should just say the cold that's much more universal and I, I think Chip Kelly m- might be better prepared to coach teams in the cold just because, you know, he was in Philadelphia. Oregon is not super cold, but it's colder than Southern oh, California. I, yeah. I think it'll be tough to prepare these kids for going up to Wisconsin or going up to Columbus when you're training in 70-degree weather. But I think he at least can maybe prepare them mentally a little bit more. Right. Right. And yeah, when mentally it's not going to matter if you go, if you're from Southern California, you spend your whole life in Southern California and you're going up to a whiteout game at college station or state college, excuse me. How dare you? And it's <laughs> 15 degrees out. Like, yeah, you're not going to be able to handle that. Yeah. 15 degrees with a negative 10 degree wind chill, just to add a little spice to that particular mixture. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be a shit show and I cannot wait. I'm so oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be hilarious. But while we're talking about the Pac-12 is dying. The Pac-12 pack is going up. Yeah. Well, we thought last year it was going to be the Big 12. Yeah, I'm shocked the Big 12 is surviving and they're actually poaching teams now. Yes, it's nuts. It's insane. I I have a little bit on this as well because as, as we know from last year, it was UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati. Those were the three teams that were expected and did join or accepted to join uh, 2024. Um, or was it 2025? It was one of the two. Anyway, they had all uh, accepted. And then just recently, it's Arizona, Arizona State, Fear the Fork, uh, Colorado, and Utah um, that were all mentioned uh, given that the Pac-12 is is now dying, and I I'm like, holy crap! Where did this Big 12 come from? I mean, I don't know what they're doing in their uh, offices, but clearly it's working. But I have one thing to say about the Big 12: stop calling yourself the Big 12. Just call yourself like the Midwest Conference or something like that. It's you're switching the amount of teams in your conference fluctuates so wildly that just stick with like some generic term that covers the whole of it. Stop doing this big 12 or whatever. I hate conferences that have numbers in their name. Cause it never, they never have yeah. the right amount. Yeah. It's like the sec makes sense. It's just the Southeastern conference. There you go. That's who's in it. The ACC makes sense. Pac 12, big 12, big 10. No, does not make sense. Also the big 12 is looking to add Washington and Oregon potentially oh. 
they're the bell of the balls right now because also, uh, per some reports, the Big Ten is also looking to add them depending on if Notre Dame wants to join the Big Ten. Oh, believe I would like it. I would like Notre Dame to join the Big Ten. I think it'd be fun to watch. Yep, per Dennis Dodd at CBS, uh, the Big Ten is currently holding off on adding Oregon and Washington until they hear a decision from Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, so the where does this leave, like, Washington State in all of this? Uh, washed up? I mean, I, I don't think this is making Washington State washed up, but I no. think... <laughs> are they going to wear... Or what conference are the Vandals in? Because that's weirdly a rivalry. Oh, Washington State to the Big Sky Conference. FCS. Yes. Yes, do it. That'd be incredible. I they can play. Uh, they can go and play um, North Dakota State or something like that. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, the Battle of Palouse is apparently a big rivalry. It's because they're Washington State and Idaho are eight miles from each other. Oh, perfect. So yeah, just join Big Sky. Washington State might do well again, yeah. finally, and get to play in the Kibbe Dome. We'll see some, which is the weirdest stadium in college football. Yeah, has to be. It's oh, it's just a mess. <laughs> I love this. This is not the Kibbe Dome. I love the Kibbe Dome. Uh, playing there in NCAA fourteen is awesome. Oh yeah, uh, best thing ever. But no, and college they, and they're bringing it back, fantastic. and they're bringing it back the game. Yeah, exactly. College football is a mess right now, though. I love it. And I'm yeah, so excited for the new game. It, it arguably makes everything so much better that it's just pure chaos and nobody has any idea what's going to happen. You know, tomorrow we could read reports that, you know, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State are all pulling out of the Big Ten and joining the ACC. And, you know, something ridiculous like that. And it's just going to be an utter, utter nightmare for everyone involved. There are also some reports that the SEC is looking to grab Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech are all rumored to be rumored. There's no official reports on this, but that's kind Mm. of what people are thinking. We might just see a a Big Ten SEC-dominated college football landscape who then go, hey, we don't need you anymore, NCAA. Whoever yeah. wins each of our conferences are just going to play each other. Just make it a North versus South thing and call it the Civil War Conference. <laughs> oh, I'm so going to get screwed for that one. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't get me started on states' rights. We're going to go down me. so many rabbit holes. Yeah, I, I'm, I would end up offending someone. Mainly I, I, SEC fans would get offended by the things I would say about states' rights. I just did. Yeah, but what you said isn't as probably isn't as bad as what I would say about something. Okay, all right, all right, granted. But if we did start the Civil War conference, maybe the South would have a chance to win this time. Oh, way down south in the land of traitors, rattlesnakes and alligators. Right away, right away, come away, come away, right away, right away, come away. Where cotton's king and our chattels, union boys will win the battles right away. Come away, right away, got him, got him. There it is. Uh, but yeah, so Big Ten, Big Ten coverage preview the whole reason we're here. <laughs> I, I don't know 
what to make of this conference with all these additions. No real subtraction. It's just, it's, it's weird. I don't know how to start this going from we're talking about the Civil War to we're talking about yeah. the Big Ten, but... Just do East versus West. True. I'm just going to go in this way. Cannon, do you think Michigan has a chance to repeat? Uh, I'm unsure. And, and that's such a cop-out answer, I know. But Michigan is one of those teams that has an utterly dominant year and then falls on their face next year. I think if they can put up the same defensive performance that they did last year, I think they have a shot at it. Now, obviously, you've lost uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, you've lost um, – uh, there was a linebacker and a defensive back that I am completely um, blanking on. Um, Joby, I think, was the linebacker. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh Sorry, I was blanking on their names, but you know those those are big losses that you know big shoes you need to fill essentially, and I don't I genuinely don't know if they have uh, either the recruits or the you know backup guys your sophomores and juniors that are able to play to those guys level. I mean Aiden Hutchinson, despite Kevin's somewhat stalwart hatred of him. Uh, um, is a good player. You can, he is a good player. I'm excited to see him uh, play this season, but I don't think that they have anybody to really, you know, eat up defenders on the line, be able to make, you know, tackles on the outside, chasing after running backs and things like that. You know, we'll we'll wait and see. But if Michigan can have a defensive performance like they did last year, I think they can do it. I don't I don't think they can. I think those losses on defense, yeah, they're probably going to have a guy who can step up and not be as dominant, but I, they'll probably have a crop of guys who can come close to matching that production as a unit. Right. Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh can recruit well. But on offense, first off, Hassan Haskins was their offense last year. That's a big loss. Mm-hmm. But I also think coaches, I don't want to say early on because – uh, Harbaugh's been there for a while now, but they like experience at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They might overlook the f- incoming freshman five-star and just roll with the guy who's been in their system. Nick Saban had that same issue with Greg McElroy after the 2009 championship. Some think Alabama could have three-peated if they started A.G. McCarron his sophomore year. I'm not sure, but it's it's a problem. I think... Harbaugh's probably going to roll with McNamara to start the season. And that's going to lose them the Big Ten. I agree. And, and McNamara, in and of himself, is not a bad player. He's he's not that bad. But it's one of those, it's like you said, it's, it's experience versus talent and potential that I think Jim Harbaugh, despite his ability to recruit those young guys on talent and potential, doesn't use them to their full abilities when it gets to game time. He's like, oh, this guy's been here four years. He knows the playbook. He knows what we want to do. But I'm, you know, I'm going to, so I'm obviously going to start him over this freshman who is, you know, uh, an absolute tank and can, you know, either make 13 and a half sacks, you know, per, per year or can throw, uh, you know, 50 yard bombs down the fields. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that 
I don't think he takes full advantage of the guys he recruits early yeah. enough. I think right now at this point in his career, J.J. McCarthy, yeah, he might lose you a game or two. He will also win you a lot of games with his talent. I don't think you're going to lose with Cade McNamara, but I, you're not going to win because of him. Right. Like so it'll I be think, all up to the defense, you know? Yeah, it's. I think McCarthy's a big boomer bust guy. I think he puts you in the best position to win this year. Do you think Harbaugh will finally change up his strategy and go young and hope for the best, or will he stick to experience? I don't know. I because it, it's going to be the thing. It's like if he sticks with experience, he's they're not going to do as well. That's that's my feeling. I don't know, because also though in I don't know if they've had a quarterback as talented as JJ McCarthy since Harbaugh's been there. Really? Yeah, I would agree. And if you look at his time in the NFL, he did. Kind of go, yeah, Alex Smith, you were number one overall pick. You've been here for a while. You got hurt. Colin Kaepernick dominated, so we're rolling with Cap. Now, long term, that may have been to his detriment. Not really, because there were other reasons why he left San Francisco. But I think if any coach is going to make this switch at some point when he doesn't necessarily have to yet, I think Harbaugh can do it. Okay. Fair enough. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a wait and see game. So, yeah i I don't think i I feel like this is going to be a decision that's made like week one of the regular season, <laughs> like Alabama did with Tua and Jalen Hurts a couple years ago. Nobody knows. Uh, Harbaugh might know now, but McNamara and McCarthy might not. They might have no idea what's going on, and then it'll just be week one. Oh, McCarthy's rolling. Out. Oh, McNamara's going out. But I, I think it's Ohio State's conference to lose still. Yeah, hundred percent. You have C.J. Stroud who started slow. Uh, people were calling for Ewers to come in after the Oregon game. It lit it up down the stretch. That he did. I was very disappointed to see that. Oh, so was I. <laughs> I was. I was upset. I was not happy. But you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba's coming back. Yeah, you lost two receivers, but. There are some rumblings that Smith and Jigba might be better than both Olave and Wilson when given the targets with the experience. Uh, the defense is still going to be just as good. I don't see a way, barring catastrophe, that Ohio State does not win at the very least the Big Ten East. Agreed. Now, unless my pick to win it last year, Indiana learns what's going that was such a terrible pick oh it was it was wonderful to watch that collapse you know week two or three yeah it, oh, it was bad and then oh, it so kept getting worse I, two and <laughs> ten last year there was, there was no redemption for you at any point in the season at least the a peoples also had them at 17 going into the year so they were also very wrong i don't think i've ever been as wrong about anything in my life that I was about Indiana. That was great. It was not great. It, it was wasn't. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. It was great for literally everyone else. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. Uh, Michigan State, I think they'll be competitive this year. I don't think, I don't, I don't love Peyton Thorne at quarterback. Uh, I think Mel Tucker is fine for Michigan State. I understand why he got a 10-year deal. I don't think he's that great of a coach yeah 
but it's one of those things it's like well now this is like going up to the the higher ups do you do you favor stability or do you favor you know uh rapid change and it's been clear from that 10 year contract that they would much rather stability because i i think michigan state is one of those one of those teams that realizes that yeah we might not have the best coach but we're not really you know football while football's still big don't get me wrong it's it's one of those things like we're not expected to do well so it makes it all that much sweeter when we do yeah and i I think Michigan State has to go for stability. Like, if you have a yeah. guy dominating group of five and he's leaving, he's not going to Michigan State, guys. He's yeah. going to Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, the big-name programs who might need a coach. Yeah. And I'm not saying Michigan or Ohio State need a coach, but, like, those are the pro- types of programs he would look at. Right. right. I, think, I think Mel Tucker was the safe, you know, safe, stable option for Michigan state. And I think, I think it probably will work out for them in the long run. Um, you know, they might have a few good seasons here and there. And by the time that tenure is up, I get to say tenure and tenure. It's great. Uh, the, by the time the tenure tenure is up, um, I, I think Michigan will be on a, on a fairly firm, uh, footing as it were. I don't know what they're going to do from there, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I didn't like the signing at first, but it makes sense now. Yeah. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And then we have like the middle of the pack guys in the East. And I'm sorry, Kiernan. Yeah. Penn State. Yeah. Maryland and Rutgers. It feels Oh, weird. that's a bit cruel. Don't put us down with them. Maryland's seven fine, and six, they're... seven and six, five and eight. Like right. they're I know. I know. They're in the same realm based on last year. It's just disappointment after disappointment, Kevin. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Kiernan. Is James Franklin coaching for his job? I give up. I I, I give. Up. I don't want to answer that question anymore. I, I have no idea where they're going to end up in the season. They could go zero and I don't know, zero and ten or ten and zero. And I have no idea. I have no idea what it'll be. I know. Yeah, but I mean, games, but you know what at least saying. they have Clifford, who's been there for seemingly twenty years. Yeah, that is a weird thing. He's he's a senior now or redshirt senior or whatever he is but like i feel like he's just been there constantly it's like it's like picket almost but yeah he it, actually hasn't been there that long when you yeah, when you think it's been was there for six years right which is which is a substantially long longer period of time than clifford but it just feels longer, like clifford is like the the continuous thing that keeps this train rolling i, I think longer than any player has ever played college football Really? 
Okay. I mean, I'll have Pick to trust it, yeah, you. Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't five, think I know of any five years generally is the most you can play, and even then, playing one of those is a redshirt year. So Pickett played for five years, right. but he was there for six. So he he wasn't the oldest, obviously, because you have guys who went to the minors in baseball and then went to college and right. played football because Brandon Whedon was damn near 40 when he was drafted out of Oklahoma State. So I, I don't know, but Clifford is entering Hunter Renfro territory for me because I feel like Hunter Renfro was on like the 1981 Clemson National Championship team and then like the 2016 one. It's... <laughs> It's bad. And then I feel like at least Penn State and Maryland have some hope. James Franklin's a good coach. Sean Clifford has the experience. Penn State has a pretty good roster. And then Maryland has Talia Tonga Vailoa. I used to be able to say that name so well. And now, to his now look at you. Years. Disaster. <laughs> Disastrous. But I think he has some skill. He's He wasn't, he was more raw coming into college than his brother. So. He had some stuff to work through, but I think he has the skill. So Maryland, Penn State, you have hope. Rutgers, you have Greg Shiano. <laughs> what a downgrade. I mean, so this is also arguably Rutgers. Like, this past year was Rutgers' best season in a while, too. Yeah. And they went 5-8. and eight. And they got gifted a bowl game, which I'm still pissed about. They shouldn't have been in a bowl game. So there's the East breakdown. Uh, Karen, who do you have winning the East? Uh, I'm just going to go out and say it, although it literally pains me to do so. I'm just going to say Ohio State because there's no point getting my hopes up this early in the season or off season even. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Uh, I'm also. And now I can say like, oh, I was either right or. Or I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong. So for me, it's a win-win. How about yourself? And I I got, you got to go Ohio State, honestly. I've had my doubts about Ryan Day as a recruiter. I never thought he was a bad coach. I didn't know if he could recruit because he was winning with uh, Urban's guys, Mm -hmm. and which is weird to say, knowing how Urban's NFL career went. But Urban (laughs) was still a good recruiter in college. But he's starting, he's winning with his guys now, so... It's not much to say. It's only an idiot, only an idiot, or someone way too hopeful would pick anyone but Ohio State right now. I think. Yeah, I agree. JJ McCarthy, do us all a favor and light it up. <laughs> now you're on to the West. Uh, there was some Minnesota drama coming out this week. Uh, former player. Val Martin, who's now in uh, NC State, was talking about how, you know, the fans don't know what's going on behind the scenes. P.J. Flex, a terrible person. Uh, He let a guy punch Val Martin in the face during practice and then said, if you stand up for yourself, I'm taking away your scholarship. And then showed up like a week later wearing the dude's face on a shirt, face on a shirt, which is wild. Uh, a lot of allegations uh, from him and former players saying that they were allowed, or PJ Fleck was allowed to do whatever he wanted. Uh, he bragged about having a $10,000 knife set. He fired someone because they took a video of his car getting a parking ticket. Uh, players went to compliance 
and compliance basically said, go away. It's we're not doing anything. He would cancel practice because he didn't like the energy before big games and then complain that they lost because the players made him cancel practice. I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm saying these are all allegations. Which means they're probably true. (laughs) I think some of it might be true. I think some of it also, though, might just be guys didn't get the playing time they wanted and weren't treated like superstars when they weren't. You're at Minnesota. What do you expect? Well, I meant by the coaching staff because they're still D1 athletes. They're still Power 5 athletes. I feel like some of them do expect to go in and be like, oh, you're like you're a really good player. Like, Yeah, I, that's fair, I guess. So, I don't know. I, But also, I think a lot of it probably is true. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the, the smaller things, like the firing of the guy over parking, the video of the parking ticket, I feel like those small things are just a, a base, but the true base for a more salacious rumor that turns out not to be true. So I feel like it's one of those trickle-down effects that's like, oh, yeah, all right, well, he didn't do the worst thing on this list, but here's a bunch of other things that he absolutely did do. So he still deserves to be fired. I could totally see a a D1 coach, though, canceling practice for not liking the energy before a big (sighs) game and then say, like, we lost because you made me cancel practice. Okay, hold on. I I will grant you that if you can name me one other coach besides him. Who I can see doing that? Yes. Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's going to be an SEC coach, I guarantee I it. could 100%. <laughs> I can't tell you anyone else I can see doing that. I could 100% see Jimbo Fisher doing that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give it to you then. Not to the media, obviously. He's not going to go out and say, yeah, they made me cancel practice because their energy didn't match mine. But he's definitely. he would definitely go like, yeah, you guys didn't bring it this week. Your yeah. practice wasn't good enough. So we like gave you a day off, and that's why we lost. Yeah. But I I don't know. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I'm looking at this list. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Jimbo Fisher and PJ Fleck are the two that I could kind of see doing that. Because also, I feel like PJ Fleck to the media is just seems like this darling. In no way is that true. I don't know. Am I wrong here? I I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't really. I don't want to say I don't pay attention to like coaches' vibes or anything because I just base off of their team's performance. But I mean, I have a feeling like if you get that many complaints and that many players going to compliance, I I feel like at some point you know it starts to wear on your reputation, despite how good you look in the media. I have not seen any outlet report on this besides Barstool, by the way. Which is insane that nobody... Like, does Minnesota even have any big rivals? Really? Um, Are they relevant enough? Maybe Wisconsin? I could see Wisconsin being a rival. Maybe Um, Nebraska? Yeah, I really don't know, actually. That's a good question. I don't know if Nebraska's they, been in the Big Ten long enough to be like a big Who do they play on Rivalry Week? Um, 
I don't know. It says the rivalries are Wikipedia, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska. Is Penn State a Minnesota rivalry? Uh, no. I I literally do not care. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> Case closed. Yeah, I mean, they've only played 15 times. I don't think they're a rivalry. Uh, Michigan. Wait, Minnesota and Penn State or Minnesota and, and Nebraska? Minnesota and Penn State. Minnesota and Nebraska have played – uh, 60 times in Nebraska, 33, 25, and two lead series. So that, okay. That one, maybe. Okay. Uh, Michigan has a trophy, the little brown jug. What, of moonshine? Uh, I, I don't know. It's the second please oldest college me. football trophy after Canada's oh, Yates Cup. Please tell me, please, please, please tell me that it's just a, a, a moonshine jug with three X's on it. And it's like it etched in the date that it was first given out. That Unfortunately, would, would... no, it's just a jug. Oh, what's the point? What's the point of having fun? <laughs> yeah, it, it's annoying. I don't like, but like, but at the same time, Michigan leads the series 76, 25, and three. That's not a rivalry anymore. Yeah, it's not a rivalry. That's just domination on one side. Uh, Minnesota won in 2014 and 2005. Outside of those two years, they haven't won since 1986. Yeah, that's that's not a rivalry. Yeah, it's not. Uh, let's see. Iowa. Uh, Iowa leads 62-49-2 all time. Wisconsin is the closest. Wisconsin leads, but it's 62-61-8. Okay, so that, that's a rivalry. So I, I think that's the rivalry. Okay, that's fair. Like, I, I'll give them that rivalry, but like... Anything else? Anything else? I mean, They're the, not. Really I think you said Nebraska was fairly close, thirty-two twenty-five. Is that what you yeah, said? Ne- yeah, thirty-three twenty-five and two. Okay, that's that's considerable. You know, that's that's four or five good years. You tie it up. Yeah, I I'd say Iowa and Nebraska or Wisconsin and Nebraska, not Iowa, and Michigan's only rivalry because they've been playing since like eighteen ninety. <laughs> yeah but i mean given the record not really a rivalry yeah no that's just why they call it one because it's been played for so long and apparently the story behind the little brown jug is michigan brought it in a 1903 game to prevent minnesota from tampering with its water supply now that's a rivalry <laughs> i mean i it's like if Michigan was that on, on Alabama's canvas. <laughs> if what Michigan should do, if that had happened before, Michigan should just give Minnesota some Flint water next yeah. time Minnesota comes to town. <laughs> Reignite the rivalry, even though you're dominating, Jim. Do it. Yeah. That'd be but great, outside actually. of oh, it'd be so funny. But a kid would definitely die. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So don't actually don't actually do that, Jim. Oh, Jim wouldn't uh, do it. It would be one of his un- underlings to do it. Uh, so Jim needs to go back to the NFL. Michigan needs to hire Herb because Herbs will do it. <laughs> he will 100% do that. So I'm all in on this now. I need Urban Meyer to coach at Michigan. I, as much as I would love that, there's no chance in hell he ever will. No. But, but I mean, 
if if he were like if he were to if he never coached at Ohio State and he was like uh, an SEC or an ACC guy, I could see him going to Michigan and doing that. But after his run at uh, Ohio, I don't think he would ever do that. Yeah, still funny to think about though. True. All right, outside of Minnesota, who I think they're going to be competitive in the Big Ten, I don't think they're going to make the conference championship. They should honestly just call the West the runner-up conference because whoever comes out of that is going to lose to whoever wins the East. But I I don't know. Purdue, they had a nice little run last year. I, I don't think they're going to do the same thing this year. It's Purdue. Yeah, it was cute. It was a cute little thing. You know, they upset some teams, went on to a nine and four record. They were nine and four, finished third in the Big Ten West, and finished the season unranked. Damn. Because they, they were, how, how high are they? I think they were 17 at one point. So they took the place of uh, Indiana. <laughs> their high was 25 last year. Oh, really? Why did they yeah. think it was higher? Who's. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think they like one of their upsets came after a bad loss. Okay. Or sandwiched between bad losses. So they were like, oh, you're unranked. Oh, you beat this really. You beat Iowa. You're up to 25. Oh, you lost again. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Wisconsin. I still like Wisconsin, honestly. I like Graham Mertz. I think if he can put it together, I think they're a dangerous team in the Big Ten West. Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say that Wisconsin is probably the best out of everyone in the West. I mean, it it really will be between Iowa and Wisconsin this year. I don't think there's I don't think anybody else has like Minnesota definitely doesn't have the repertoire to, you know, beat anyone substantial or get any upsets, but like Iowa definitely can. I think did Iowa beat Ohio State or Michigan last year? Maybe one of them, I know that. Uh, I want to say... Because it was a big deal. Um, I know they beat Penn State. I think Purdue beat Michigan last year. Oh, that's what probably I'm thinking of. Okay, Um, anyway. I still think Iowa. I feel like Iowa did have a pretty big upset win last year. Uh, So They got spanked by Michigan. Lost by 39. Uh... They did not play Ohio State last year. They okay. beat Minnesota. Um, okay, so so I must have been thinking about Purdue when I was thinking about Iowa. But that being said, I think Iowa, Iowa, <laughs> and I think this was brought up um, by someone on Twitter. I wish I saved it now that I'm thinking of it. But somebody said on Twitter, "I can't wait to watch uh, USC play in the snow while Iowa." sends out three tight ends and I just go, oh my God, that would be an absolute disaster. I saw something similar that said, yeah, it's a picture of just a jumbo set with a fullback in the snow. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It just said, no way USC beats this. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's going to be great. They're going to lose to, like, Illinois, who's going to be 2-7 and seven at the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, but, they're going to need some serious Colorado training, high-altitude yeah. training, if they're going to survive the Big Ten, especially in the cold winter months. But, yeah, I think Wisconsin, going back to the point of actually – who we're picking. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets on Wisconsin winning the West this year, but would not at all be surprised if Iowa does. So the runner up of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think I if Iowa can just not choke at some yes. point. Oh my god. Like I feel like Wisconsin and Iowa have the same issues. They can have a really good season but they'll just have two bad beats. Mm-hmm. And th- then you have no idea what's going on in that conference. Illinois, Nebraska, and Northwestern aren't doing anything in this conference. That's Especially Nebraska and Northwestern, they were bad last year. They were. Uh, yeah. Northwestern only scored 16.6 points, which was the worst in the conference. While giving up twenty nine, which Oof. was the second worst in the conference, Indiana, who had the second worst offense, also had the worst defense. So both teams are terrible. Worst, <laughs> you're both equally awful. Yeah, it's just bad. But I think this is the year Wisconsin is not going to be a joke. I think they're going to win the Big Ten West and then promptly get smacked around by whoever comes out of the East. Yep. So just a standard year then. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I feel like Iowa usually gets has gotten the uh, luxury of getting smacked around in the Big Ten championship the last couple of years. Well, I okay, one or the other. Yeah. Splitting yeah, hairs at that point. Watch, we're hammering this point home, and the Big Ten East is somehow going to win. Or the Big Ten West is somehow going to win the Big Ten this year. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's going to be Indiana, too. <laughs> oh, it's going it, to if it's Indiana, if it's Indiana, well, Kevin, Indiana's in the wheat in the East. If the West wins, it has oh, to be yeah, Northwest. Sorry, sorry, I meant who do I mean? Illinois. If Illinois wins, Illinois. If Illinois wins the West, that will be the biggest shit show we've ever seen. Hey, I said Brett Belima knows how to coach the Big Ten, and Illinois was not a complete joke last year. There you go. They were five and seven, which isn't good by most standards, but for Illinois. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, think. I mean, Let's by the standards. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for a season-by-season season record, but it doesn't have it. Kevin, here's a question you could actually answer me, only because I'm looking at the schedules and the predicted records for next year. Can you explain to me why Penn State is playing Auburn again? Home and home. No, I know, but like, doesn't it seem, I don't know, to me that just seems odd that we'd even, okay, first of all, we'd play them in the first place, but 
it just I know it's a home and home thing, but I just don't get it. Like, what's the point? I mean, a, a lot of that's how ninety nine percent of Power Five non conference games are scheduled. No team is going to go on the road if they then don't get that same team at home the next year. No, that's fair. But can we play like Vanderbilt and secure a win? <laughs> please, that's <laughs> I'm begging fair. you, please. But also, Auburn tried to start a rumor that their coach was sleeping with an assistant, like his assistant, not an assistant coach, while an assistant coach was banging his wife. So is Auburn not an automatic win this year? Oh, let's hope. <laughs> I don't want to, I mean, that's just wishful thinking. I feel like that's just a classic Auburn uh, behavior anyway. So really nothing's changed. Yeah, they wanted to find cause to fire him because they didn't want to pay another buyout because they're probably still playing, paying Tommy Tuberville, U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville, which is a sentence that I hate that I have to say. <laughs> uh, it's just the worst. He's oh, terrible. And I'm not even talking politics, by the way. I'm talking about how dumb he is. Can we all agree on that? He's an idiot. He yeah. spoke about how his father fought in World War II. First off, your father was fighting in World War II. You were too old to be a U.S. senator. Second of all, uh, he talked about how his father fought in World War II to help liberate Europe from communism. Ooh, wrong ideology. Opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. The complete opposite end of the spectrum. He probably saw socialist in the Nazi party's full name. He's like, ah, yes communism they're the bad guys but enough about my hatred for from former auburn coaches you want to talk about some of the heisman odds uh can we just put the bet on bryce young and be done with it he's not the favorite doesn't matter he plays for alabama cj stroud's the favorite though shocking actually Uh, not not I don't know. No, that no, no. no. He no, finished second. They yeah. don't like giving it back to back years to the same guy, uh, except uh, Griffin from yeah. Ohio State, who shouldn't have gotten in the second year. Uh, that was a bad year. There were a lot of better players. But, yes, Kieran? I, I just remembered something that I thought I said I was going to do and didn't. So I feel really bad for it. I said at the end of last year. Uh, that I was going to place a bet for Bryce Young winning it back-to-back, and I have not placed the bet. So I'm going to go do that this either today or sometime this week, and I want you to sh- uh, I want to share it on the, uh, the Twitter and Instagram to prove that he will win it. And I don't care. I'll put, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks on it just for okay. shits and giggles and see if I'm right. That would be great. <laughs> okay. I am looking to move to Rhode Island because they have sports betting legal there just so I can bet on college football. But uh, the favorites right now, CJ Stroud plus 200, Bryce Young plus 350, Caleb Williams plus 800, B. John Robinson running back at Texas plus 16, uh, Quinn Ewers plus 2,000, Travion Henderson, or Trayvon, yeah, Travion Henderson, I pronounced that right, plus 2,000 running back Ohio State. Uh, And then DJ... Yungalele, plus 2,000. 
Uh, and really? Anthony Richardson plus 2000 quarterback, Florida, like DJ might not even start. They have a five-star waiting. Yeah. That's some high hopes for whoever is making those bets. Like it's put, I would also put money on Will Anderson being a finalist. He should have been one last year over Aiden Hutchinson. He should have been the token defensive player, but they didn't want to have two Alabama players in the top five in the top four again. Right. Uh, they should have had uh, three in the top four, but they didn't want to do that, so they gave Trevor Lawrence a Lifetime Achievement Award for what he did in college. <laughs> like, la- that, that, year so was his, that year was his worst season in college, and they just had, he was the second highest vote getter. Hmm. And I'm also going to look at the 2021 preseason Eisen odds to see how bad they were. Uh, let's see. Come on. Start playing the Jeopardy theme song. So the Heisman odds for 2021. Uh, Spencer Rattler was 11 to 2 odds. <laughs> DJ Ungalele was 7 to 1. Oh, Bryce really? Young and CJ Stroud, 9 to 1 in 10 to 1 odds. 3 and 4. Okay, okay that's not terrible. Yeah. JT Daniels, 12 to 1. Don't I think he started maybe two games that year? Sam yeah. Howell fifteen to one, Dorit King eighteen to one, uh, Keaton Slovis for USC twenty to one, Matt Corral Ole Miss twenty to one, and the rest were just uh, the after that it's fine. Uh, but Matt Corral twenty to one odds that was too low. I think if he didn't tear his ACL, he was a finalist. Yeah, I agree, and I I just remember. Uh me putting all of my money on Sam Howell last year. And just, I think by week three, I was completely out of it. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. You should have listened to Jared and I when we, because that was, I, we talked no, about that on the ACC wrong. We both know that wasn't going to happen. He lost both of his thousand yard rushers. Shut up. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I'm excited college football's coming back. Oh, it's the best thing. I have missed it so much. I've cried myself to sleep every night because of it, and because my mom left, but mostly the college football (laughs) thing. Um, What are you looking more forward to the most, Kiernan? What I'm looking forward to the most is a uh, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, huge rivalry like beef that they're just never going to resolve uh and it's only going to get exacerbated this year that's what i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to um petty comments in interviews and things like that and you know if um if uh you know let's say Texas A&M has a, a huge game one week. It's like, yeah, well, we're only there because we pay our players to, you know, petty remark. That's what I'm looking forward to most this year is just, it's Jimbo Fisher being petty, I think is the, is the message I'm trying to deliver there. Not football, just Jimbo Fisher being petty. I'm, I'm looking forward to a few things. I'm looking forward to uh, Texas A&M eight and four season. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, Alabama Revenge Tour. Oh, God. 
They've reloaded on offense. They're saying this defense is the best we've seen since 2016. Oh, you guys have been saying that every year. It's so oh, long. no, I have not been saying that every year. You said I did it last year? No, I did not. I said this defense. I said the defense was going to be bad. Okay, what I mean is that you say either your offense or your defense is better than this particular year in the mid-2010s. I don't think any Alabama team ever will beat the 2020 Alabama offense. I think that is the best offense to ever step foot on a college football field. Whatever. (laughs) But I think this defense is going to be great. I think Pete Golding – look, our assistant – or our defensive coordinator got a DUI. Our star transfer cornerback was arrested for marijuana possession in Mississippi. And our defensive backs are taking gas station picks again. Like, what What more could you want? What more can I show you that proves this defense is going to be special? <laughs> no idea. A bunch of safeties on the scoreboard. Look, Will Anderson's coming back, and he's only gotten better, per reports. Which is ridiculous. Could tear his ACL game one. Please don't. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! Don't you put that on us! Uh, oh, and also, you know, cracking a beer at 9 a.m., watching the early kickoffs, and just carrying that through the rest of Saturday. Oh, Saturdays are going to be wonderful. I can't wait for them. Awesome. Also, some of the guests we have lined up. Uh, I still have to get someone. For, I still have to clar- clarify our SEC guests. I got to text him. He just moved, so I'm not sure. Uh, so next week, we might have a guest. Might not. We'll see. I'll text him after this. Uh, following week, we have Jared from the Corner Booth Podcast coming on for our ACC preview. Probably going to get Rattlesnake in the mix. Thank might God. have him on. For our Big 12 preview, not sure because he is a Houston guy. They are going to the Big 12. I might see if we can get our preseason guest or our offseason guest Nitro Drive in for the Pac-12 preview since he is a Washington State fan. So, yeah, we we, we got some fun stuff lined up this year. Uh, you got more of us being idiots. And making entirely wrong calls. Everything we just said is going to be wrong. Oh, I know, I know. Put all of your money on an Indiana Northwestern Big Twelve Big Ten championship. Oh, it's guaranteed. Oh, a hundred percent. It's happening. Oh god. If even one of those teams makes the Big Ten championship, I'm gonna just tweet this clip out every day leading up to that game. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna look be looked at like gods. Except I'm going to cut out the part where I said, we're going to be completely wrong. Just put all of your money on this. No, I'm kidding. We're going to be right. Our picks are going to be perfect. Northwestern Indiana Big Ten Championship. Book it. Should we just go through every combination possible in the tweet up that clip? (laughs) We have to release all the edits. Maryland, Purdue. Big Ten Championship, book it. Rutgers, Nebraska, Big Ten Championship, book it. (laughs) And then I can go back and cut out whatever part was right and then re-upload this and say, we called it. Yeah, of course. That's it for this week. We're back. We're doing weeklies, weekly episodes again. Uh, That's going to be the schedule going forward. 
next week, SEC preview. Get hype. Get excited. I'm excited. Karen, are you excited? I'm excited. Let's do this. College football is back. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this studio? Busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Lottie Dottie, she like to party off Molly Bacardi. Let her get naughty, a hottie up in the lobby. She style. She said, 40 water. Who you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, I'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the Vino, the Cali Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.